On today's show, we've got new cars from BMW and Mercedes, new technology from Magna and Freer Logic, and more feedback from Sandy Monroe on the Tesla Model 3. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show that keeps you informed on the global automotive industry. To promote long-range electric cars, China is boosting subsidies for BEVs that have a range of 400 kilometers or more, that's about 250 miles, and that qualifies them for a $7,900 subsidy, which is up from $6,300. At the same time, the minimum range for an EV to earn a subsidy has also been increased from at least 100 kilometers to 150 kilometers. Speaking of China, Tesla is running into problems trying to open a factory there. Chinese law mandates that Tesla must find a joint venture partner or it can't build cars in the country. Bloomberg reports that the EV maker and the Shanghai government are having trouble coming to an agreement because Tesla wants to own the factory. And Tesla is losing out on sales in China, the world's largest EV market, because its cars get hit with a 25% import tariff. And that really jacks up the price. For example, a loaded Model X that costs $105,000 in the U.S. costs $132,000 in China. BMW has sold more than 200,000 X4s worldwide since it was first launched in 2014, and now it's showing off the second generation. It's longer, wider, and ever so slightly lower than before. The headlights no longer extend into the grille, which is also larger, so is the lower air intakes, and the longer and narrower taillights help make the rear end look slightly sleeker. A 10 and a quarter inch display screen is now standard, the head-up display is 75% larger, and it now comes with a panoramic moonroof. In the U.S., you can choose from a four-cylinder that generates nearly 250 horsepower, and there's a 355 horsepower inline six-cylinder for the M Performance model. A nine-speed transmission and all-wheel drive are standard. The new X4 hits dealerships in July, starting at $50,500. Speaking of new models, Mercedes just introduced the new C-Class. Up front, you'll notice a slight change to the grille and to the lower fascia. The rear is pretty much the same, but with a slight change to the lighting signature and the taillights. A new 2-liter turbo four-cylinder engine produces 255 horsepower, which is 14 more than before. More driver assistance systems are featured, including semi-autonomous capability plucked from the E-Class. In worldwide markets, a wagon version will also be available. The new C-Class will debut in Geneva and then go on sale in the U.S. later this year. You know, here at AutoLine Daily, we love showing you the innovative technology coming from automotive suppliers, and we'll show you the latest right after this. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. Remember Nissan's brain-to-vehicle technology that monitors brain activity to improve safety and reduce stress? It's pretty cool stuff, but with that system, the driver has to wear a headset, and most people would never go for that. So a company by the name of Freer Logic uses a non-contact neuroscanner mounted in the headrest. It's not able to get as detailed a scan as a headset, 
but by using proprietary algorithms to pull out the information it wants, it's still able to monitor drowsiness, cognitive load, and driver distraction. From there, if a system detects one of those symptoms, the vehicle could send alerts to the driver in the form of haptic feedback, audio, visual warnings, or the one I like best, spray a coffee smell to help wake the driver up. Peter Freer, the CEO of the company, tells Autoline, in the future, the sensor could also be used for things like answering phone calls or even adjusting seat settings. He says this technology could be in production in the next two to two and a half years. Magna, the giant Canadian supplier, has developed a new type of radar for cars. Today, automakers all use what is called FM radar, or frequency modulated. But Magna's radar is PM, or phase modulated. Swami Kotagiri, the head of R&D for Magna, says it's as much of a technological leap forward as when cell phones changed from analog to digital. Uh, we went to a range of 300 plus meters. It can do a lot more, but it really becomes relevant to talk about range with resolution uh, in common man's terms, right? Like, I see something, but can I really tell what it is, right? So you see a stop sign and you see a pedestrian. Can I separate them, right? That is what we try to address. And with this radar, we got a range of 300 plus meters. Uh, and for the technical people who are really interested, uh, less than one degree resolution in both horizontal and vertical direction. It's a huge deal. What it does is it allows us to start differentiating uh, objects, and so you can actually classify them. So in the past, for example, you have an overpass and a car parked under it, you would see it as one blob of data. Now because of the high resolution, you can tell they're two different things. The phase modulation will help today's cars with adaptive cruise control and automatic emergency braking, but it's also the kind of technology that is bringing autonomous cars closer to reality. Coming up next, Sandy Monroe has more to say about the Tesla Model 3. Lear Connexus is the new application suite in vehicle connectivity designed to deliver over-the-air software updates and more from Lear Corporation's eSystems, leaders in power and data management. All week long, we'll be showing you the latest that Monroe & Associates found in its benchmarking study on Tesla's Model 3, and here's the latest. Well, what were some of the things that you guys found when you were instrumenting this thing and, and actually taking it on the test track? Well, actually, we kind of like the car. Um, it's, uh, it's a very good drive, and uh, you probably notice how this is very responsive. It's, it can, it's control. You feel in control when you're driving this car, um, and we like that a lot. Um, it does bounce a bit. Um, that's what we're experiencing now. Wonderful well, Michigan you know, weather here. Yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of a rough uh, road right here, but... Yeah, and we did drive it on, um, you know, Belgian blocks. We, we drove it all over the place to make sure that we really and truly understand. And if actually, we, we actually took it up to about 100 miles an hour. That's when you start to see some of the things that aren't so popular, like the wind noise is high. And, um, and there's a, we don't know how to, we don't know exactly what it is. We'll know more when we start taking it apart. But the, um, but the motor, or let me rephrase that, the back end is making a noise that we don't, we've never heard before. So that is going to be kind of an issue. And what, what kind of a noise? A drumming noise. Um, uh, it could be the lay shafts in the uh, transmission. It could, be, uh, it could be the electric motor. I don't know. 
We'll have more to show you all week long on what Monroe & Associates is learning from its benchmarking study on the Model 3. And hey, don't forget to join us this Thursday for AutoLine After Hours when John and Gary give you some of the best insights as to what's happening in the automotive industry. But that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. Please join us again tomorrow and happy Valentine's Day.